remember we were probably at Chick-fil-A or something, <laughs> uh, having coffee or lunch and like it, literally like talking out loud and processing. And I was like, I wonder if we could do, if, you know, if we could have a, a, a network of churches and, you know, my role would almost be like circuit rider ish, but within the, the fold of mountain park. In my work as a pastor and pioneer of new things, I get to work with, coach, and learn from others, tilling soil, planting seeds, and praying for rain as we dig in and engage our communities for the mission of God. Join me as we share stories from the field in the Common Ground Podcast. This is the Common Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Jalad, lead cultivator of Fresh Expressions here in North Georgia and of the Common Ground Network here at Mount Pisgah. I have today with me a friend of mine here in North Georgia, Tyler Jackson. I am so excited for you guys to hear from him and about his story with Fresh Expression. So Tyler, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Perfect. Thank you so much, Heather. Um, and I'm excited to be here. Yes, uh, my name is Reverend Tyler Jackson. I'm an associate pastor uh, serving at Mountain Park United Methodist Church which is in the surrounding Stone Mountain area in East Atlanta. So that'll give you some bearings there. Uh, I've been in my appointment for the last five years. And during that time, there's been a lot of transition and things, but we've been slowly sort of uh, discerning and defining, you know, our church's mission and vision, what our culture wants to be. And, and part of that exploration and that discernment has been, you know, looking into fresh expressions probably for the last three years, and then really probably pursuing fresh expressions in earnest, mm. um, probably for the last year. I so. can't believe you've been there for five years. Wow. That seems like, I, it seems like you just got there like two years ago, but you yeah. know, that COVID made everything like faster and slower at the same time. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's like a lost, lost year, like gap year or something. Yeah. That's a good word. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, really the, the, the place where you're serving is a real melting pot of people, um, you know, I mean, having lived, you know, fairly close to that area for 13 years, I know mm-hmm. even, um, you know, even in the last five that it's changed even, even more so. And so right. really understanding and listening to your community and understanding your context is, is super important to, to what you're doing there. And you, you have a, you have a senior pastor that has served with, with a, 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 a wide array of cultures, um, and context as well. So I think that's, that's probably a gift to you. But I know we started talking about Fresh Expressions a couple years ago um, specifically, and then I think we had a vision day out there um, mm-hmm. at Mountain Park. Um, it was it was the fall before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that kind of, um, I think, maybe stirred up a little bit more conversation. But mm-hmm. talk a, a little bit about kind of maybe even what um, made you press into this even more so and where it's led you. Yeah. So you're right. We are in an area that's sort of a convergence of, you know, uh, counties and cultures. Um, our county, Gwinnett County is probably one of the most diverse counties probably in North Georgia. Um, and so, which is exciting, right? And that's what makes, you know, looking into fresh expressions and really that greater dream of the church that much more exciting. It kind of just lays the opportunity before us. But, um, you know, like you're saying, it takes a lot of listening, (laughs) well, a lot of learning and listening, right? Like if 
not only are we supposed to be listening and paying attention and observing, but it's like conversations. And I think um, a deeper maybe form of listening is that learning of like cultural competency and life experiences that are different than our own. And so, you know, um, really puts us in a humble posture um, to really be learning and really meet the needs and serve the people that around us. in I think a genuine authentic way. Um, but like I mentioned at the start, you know, we had just been on this process of discernment and dreaming and visioning and things. And I think it was just timing and Holy spirit of trying to, you know, in this sort of, you know, percolating moments, you know, questions started to become, a more well-known movement, I think in North Georgia, but then also just in the life of our church where it just, things just kind of lined up and we started to, to understand or begin to understand um, the vernacular. And I think we've just been letting it simmer. Like, I think it, it's part of that unlearning and real word. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just been kind of simmering and developing along the way. So we've been, we're trying to, you know, align our ministry with our, our newish mission Mm-hmm. or more clearly defined mission. Yeah. Um, and, but that it still has room and flexibility to include, you know, um, other kinds of ministry or non-traditional ministry. But I don't know, I, I kind of see it in some ways, kind of the snake eating its tail of like, you know, <laughs> we can learn a lot about, we can do fresh expressions, but we can also learn a lot from fresh expressions and apply some of those principles to the traditional sort of programmatic way of the church so that it it yeah. it, it doesn't stay that way right yeah we talk and, about the yeah. the mixed economy or blended yeah. ecology and um it was funny i was re-listening to a, a conversation i had with michael beck and he was talking about the difference between the two because i have tended to think of them as the same but the mm. the, the mixed economy is really that the church that um, operates in a variety of spaces, meaning kind of its existing attractional model, an engaged right. model and doing a lot of things in the community. And then in that kind of more sent, um, you know, forming church where people are already. Um, and right. he talks about the blended ecology as really being the um, kind of the, 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 the goal, right? And that right. one um, informs the other and it's a both and not an either or so that yes. the inherited church informs the new um, expression of church and that the new expression of church informs the inherited form of church and yes. both kind of create this symbiotic relationship where um, they give life and uh, a freshness and a newness um, mm. in an organic way to one another um, and that they're not in these little silos. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's it, where that excitement kind of leans in because, you know, it gives you permission to think and dream and not, you know, have it look like or try to copy someone else. It's like, you know, just pay attention to what you're doing you know, certainly learn from others and yeah. admire and acquire and all that, but like really develop it to, to meet our context or contexts, right? Like, yeah. And, and that, I mean, that's even more important given, you know, uh, the space that you inhabit there in Gwinnett County with mm-hmm. the, with the diversity of cultures and the real melting pot of what's happening there. Um, there is, there is almost a necessity for a particularity in a number of spaces and, mm-hmm. Versus kind of this big general, which, I mean, has worked well for our churches for hundreds of years to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To have like the big funnel, Mm -hmm. Um, y'all come, (laughs) 
Right. And then we do it the same way, right? And and so everybody kind of fills into the funnel, whereas, and this is just the church across, particularly the Western world, um, North yeah. America, um, as we become a more and more globalized, diverse society, particularly in some of our uh, more urban and suburban, suburban areas, mm-hmm. um, there is just such a, a, a blending of cultures and um, and and ways of relating and community that is different from our Western um, way of thinking mm-hmm. that, that really, I think, has um, inspired some creativity to some degree. And in, frankly, in others, um, uh, kind of a, a, a clinching down and a turning in. Um, sure, unfortunately. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. But I think that's, I think that's, you know, that's why it's maybe taken us a little bit longer, but I think it's, it's starting to yield, you know, good fruit mm-hmm. of, you know, the learning process. I mean, it's always ongoing, but there's, like you said, there's so many different facets to learn about, I think. Um, and that's what we've been trying to do. Um, you know, and that this is just that one small example of like, you know, yeah, it's like we can be attractional, which is mm-hmm. fine. But then like, you know, and the church always wants to talk about, well, we want to be hospitable. We welcome everyone. And <laughs> of course, yeah. um, but you know, practically speaking, you know, often that welcome looks like assimilation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so how do you have that intention of, you know, an open posture, but then a willingness to meet people where they are and then, you know, lead them to where God wants them to be, not just where we want you to be. Like, we want you to look like us or, you know, whatever. And so that's a loaded probably statement. And and this is such a deep, (laughs) deep conversation. We could, we could go on and on, but I think that's just, you know, that's part of the learning. And like, so that's part of the unlearning of being like, Oh, okay. So like, uh, we, you know, we don't have to try so hard to make everyone, you know, be happy mm-hmm. <laughs> in this one thing. I think it's good to be, you know, to know what you're good at and do it well. Yeah. Um, but then also to, to, to have that flexibility and freedom to say, yeah, well, we can go out, mm-hmm. um, and create these sort of intentional communities and we're all connected. It's a network and, yeah it's the church. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I think, you know, frankly, the ways that we have been church, um, have to, to some degree given us, uh, uh, some amnesia about the beginnings of the church. And, you know, I have to re I have to remind folks and myself, um, often that when Paul was writing the letter to the church at Galatia, he wasn't writing to a people that collect were collected in one building. (laughs) Right. You know, they were, you know, meeting in, in different homes or, you know, places across Galatia sure. and that this letter was circulated. Right. right. It wasn't mm-hmm. just written to one place, but to a people within a particular geographical area, but not mm-hmm. a building per se. Yeah. And um, and we could all we I think we've all been reminded of that to some degree in this last uh, COVID year. Um, that the, the, the church is not defined by a building. It might be, it might be defined, um, by a geography to some degree, but ultimately we know the church universal is connected across time and space and, um, and continents and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but say a little bit more, I guess, about how, what your journey has been like with fresh expressions over this last year, even. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I kind of mentioned there's this sort of percolating, discernment and development, you know, we're probably a little bit more focused on like our current ministry and how that needs to be 
developed or redeveloped, but then like simultaneously trying to figure out fresh expressions and where does that fit? And, you know, um, and then how does that become part of the greater culture so that it's not, it's not in competition with or perceived to be in competition with is really the, probably the main issue there. But um, so, yeah, I, I had been thinking about this uh, idea and then I, I was part of, you know, um, the, the conferences kind of, I think it's the new church leadership Academy or something, mm -hmm. but, you know, intentional time set aside to discerning, you know, what God might be calling me to be a part of potentially or to do at mountain park. And so, um, I, it was a kind of a both and of like, I got to learn a lot of tips and tricks and methodologies and things that I think would strengthen our current context, but then to really sit down and think of like, okay, you know, how can we not just do more, but um, be more effective, mm. um, if that makes sense. And so, uh, you know, learning along the way, putting those things into practice, and then setting aside time to discern what this looks like. And that's where the, this heart and idea for a house uh, church network kind of bubbled up with, within me. And I remember so vividly, like uh, January, February, senior pastor and I had been talking, we got another uh, laity in our congregation that she's awesome. And, you know, it was open to kind of spearheading something. And she was kind of in the same sort of mindset uh, of trying something new and different and things like that. So we were having conversations too. And it was just, I remember we were probably at Chick-fil-A or something, <laughs> uh, having <laughs> coffee or lunch and like it, literally like talking out loud and processing. And I was like, I wonder if we could do, if, you know, if we could have a, a, a network of churches and, you know, my role would almost be like circuit rider ish, yeah, yeah. but within the, the fold of mountain park mm -hmm. and, and like literally like, just saying that, like, just, you know, uh, articulating that and then COVID hits yeah. and then, you know, um, I think maybe a month later or a month and a half later, you know, fresh expression started launching, you know, all these seminars <laughs> came out of the gate, it. like charging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Whoa, but, but it was but so Tyler, that sounds, that sounds like so like a prophetic vision almost. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it was. It was, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, what I had imagined. And, and so I think the, you know, Lord provided in that mm -hmm. way, but then that was the, that was the, the interesting journey of being like, Tyler is ready. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and is pumped and like, you know, and we were sending those resources to our staff. And so like mm -hmm. they, I think were just, you know, I'm like, this doesn't work for podcasting, but I'm, I'm using my hands. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was further along in the, the sort of unlearning process yeah. than I think the rest of the staff. So like, I kind of had to sl slow down a little bit to make sure that, that they could catch up, so to speak. Yeah. Not that yeah. I'm really, I, I hear anything, what you're but, saying. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's that, that process of the staff kind of getting it and understanding it giving them freedom to say, what does that look like for children's ministry? What does that look like for youth ministry? What does that look like for worship? And just mm -hmm. giving them permission. Uh, but still it takes time because we're still going to be like, Oh, we got to figure out how to, how to get online and all these other things. So like very reactive and things. So learning continuous learning in the background, but then those fresh expressions, things I think were, you know, almost, if you know, very felt very providential of like, yes. 
here's exactly what you need to know. And they were rolling out, you know, very practical, helpful resources. So they were rolling out all those, um, the, the master classes and things yeah. like that. And so yeah. I had been interested in, in house church cause that was just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. becoming more crystallized in my mind, uh, as part of that vision. So I was like, yeah, I'll learn about this. And then I also spent time learning about dialogical preaching, like more conversational yeah. preaching. thought that was really interesting. And then those two things really kind of set the tone for like, okay, like here are like the bare minimum two things that we probably need to know and learn in order to just get house church off the ground. And so mm-hmm. there was still like, you know, um, that learning, but then it became, it changed into people started uh, bubbling up and being like, I, I, I think I maybe I've told you this before, but your listeners obviously wouldn't know the, um, I started getting phone calls from congregants and they'd been essentially describing to me house church <laughs> without using the word house yeah. church. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, oh man, like, you know, I had been kind of in this, I wouldn't say idle mode, but, you know, kind of cruising. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start getting people that are interested, like the spirit is moving. And so like, oh, okay, so I need to pull you and you and you and you, we're going to pull everyone together and we're going to learn together and see then what comes out of that. Is this, is this what you were thinking or were you thinking something different? And so if you were thinking this, well, let's, let's run with that. But if you were thinking something different, then how do we, how do we pursue that or potentially pursue that also? So it was kind of being like pulled in two or three directions, but mm-hmm. everything moving forward. But a convergence to some degree yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you, a- I mean, I admire you so much for your patience. Patience seems to be a theme um, that is just yeah. uh, rep- on repeat. Um, and, and I don't, I don't say that outside of, I mean, I don't say that in the context of COVID, but just patience in general in this whole thing called fresh expressions, I think is a, is mm-hmm. a really, um, challenging thing for people that do, um, have these, uh, gifts of apostle or, or prophet mm-hmm. or evangelist, because we do tend to be people that, um, charge on ahead or are very passionate yeah. or are given right. those visions and just want, are very driven people, right? So, the whole idea of um, slowing down so others can kind of get on the same page with you or mm-hmm. understand the why. I mean, I think that's probably yeah. the biggest thing, like understanding the why um, yeah. <clears throat> and, 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 and do it together. Right. You know, the, what is the proverb? Like if you want to go, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, like take people yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. That's probably, you know, did that unintentionally uh, with God's help probably, but you know, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, layers to all that, right? Like we, we have been working so hard over the last couple of years to, to really create a, a collaborative team, right? Yeah. A collaborative ministry. And so like you, you know, probably, you know, more so than, uh, more so than the normal, you know, not painting a rosy picture. A lot of it was fear, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want to be perceived as Tyler just wants to do his thing yeah. and he's making us all do it or participate in it. He's making us do it. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I totally I, hear you. I totally <laughs> hear you. So that's, that's the tension too. So I think there's, there's a little bit of obviously, yeah, some wisdom in it, but off, you know, some genuine fear behind it too of like, you know, we had worked so hard and I don't want this to be the thing that just kind of unravels, yeah. you know? And so it's that tension, right? Like this is, you know, I used to also struggle with like calling being like 
perceived as selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, that's something that God has given you. And so yeah. it just, it's a matter of being a good steward. And so my prayer and my hope was that I was being a good steward of that, of that vision or of that call to then, you know, um, bring people along with me. Cause I'm yeah. very much like, all right, let's put it on the calendar. Let's work backwards. We got to do, you know, all these things to, to meet that launch date, yeah. you know, and, and I can be flexible, but I think this is just, you know, if it really is about, you know, not just a thing or like a product, it's about people and yes. leadership Amen. and yeah. creating disciples. Like it just, if you keep that the main thing, then everything else will fall in line. I think we're just used to with in programmatic churches, we're just used to that kind of culture and snappiness of like, all right, here's an idea. I've got to make it come alive and I got to make people be a part of it. And, you know, yeah, I would. And, I just finished recording um, a conversation with our prayer intercessor for Fresh Expressions US. And awesome. she was essentially saying much of what you're saying. She was saying that, you know, as um, people with these apostle prophet evangelist gifts that have this passion and have this vision and have these things that we believe God is calling us to, right? Um, that God would not call us to those things if God did not put the people and the provision around us that we needed. But oftentimes we are so driven to move ahead that we don't stop long enough, right? right. To, yeah. to to say, all right, God, show me who these people are that are going to do this with me or show me who these intercessors are going to be. Show me who this team mm-hmm. is going to be like, um, be, and it's, and it's hard. It, it requires patience. <laughs> it yes. requires patience because it's not going to be on our timeline. Um, but yeah. we all know that, that God's timing, um, Amen. Yeah. which is, which is, Again, really hard in our programmed um, ways right. of doing church. And right. and I mean, and you describe very much the um, kind of building the plane as you fly it kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is, is really not what we're accustomed yeah. to in, in the institution, right? Like we have to have every single detail mm-hmm. figured out. And we have to have, you know, the flyers, you know, printed or whatever for whatever right. it is. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not this. This is different. Um, well, I think so, yeah. it's like to that point, I think there's sort of a, you know, if I'm being real, like almost like, um, there's like an idolatry to it sort of, mm-hmm. <laughs> that may be weird, but like, this is something I can do. I can make a really good flyer and like, you know, like <laughs> the control I, it's control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can do these quick things and like make it the perception that it's really well put together and, and things, you know, that's there's that to it, but then, and there's nothing wrong with that, but like you're saying, it's this, you know, that, that waiting and patience and, and making sure we're doing it with God. Cause I think yeah. that's the thing, even when God is like, that's gives right. you kind of these like thumbs up moments and you're yeah. like, yes, 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 we're, we're doing it. Um, you, that, that almost encourages you to keep, you know, pushing it, but you're like, it's just like, you know, receive it, celebrate it, Praise mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. and then get back into that mm-hmm. kind of steady flow. Well, it's like we got to remember, right? When God yeah. gave, when God showed Abraham the stars yeah, and said, right. you know, uh, many nations will come for you, fr- from you. And, you know, it was, what, 20 years uh, yeah. or more before? Yeah. So, whew, that's a tough timeline, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Well, especially when denominational structures and things want to see fruit yeah. and per- productivity or well and yeah and we have our definitions of fruit that maybe need to be adjusted um our metrics well it's a hard balance right it's accountability you want you want to see something but 
yeah, it, and it's always hard to define spiritual but growth. I think to some degree you've named that, right? And mm-hmm. there, there is a depth that we need to be um, pursuing versus um, a, a width almost mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or a distance maybe even. Um, sure, yeah. Yeah, so y'all can read whatever you want to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what what impact, I guess, do you see this having ultimately on um, maybe your church or your, you know, or the church, you know, as a whole, this whole movement and, and what it are kind of our ideas about what it means to be church? you have anything to say about that? <laughs> um, if, I'm, if I'm hearing what you're saying, um, and this may be too broad of an answer, um, but maybe that's a good thing mm-hmm. um, is I, I really, I, I spent a lot of time pondering about how well and and frankly, not well, we're actually connecting with our community mm-hmm. and part of that connection being messy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is that tension of the, that kind of programmatic, you know, come to us and everything's sorted out. It, it It's on my calendar and it can be on your calendar. Mm-hmm. And, and, I don't know. I just think one of the things that we can do is, is again, learn to be okay with the the messiness of mm-hmm. ministry as it really should be. Um, and I think that alone almost is like one of the most like key takeaways of like ministry is disruptive. Mm. <laughs> like it should, it should be inconvenient um, at times, you know, like yeah. um, there's nothing wrong with processes and, and, and things like that, but but still like real ministry, I think is um, real relationships are just a, lo- a, a lot more messy. And so what does that, what does that mean for mountain park? Where, wh- what, what is messiness that could be very general, you yeah. know, uh, but where are the pain points in the community? Um, I don't know. I just think we unintentionally have our blinders and this is kind of, yeah. you know, moving the scales from our eyes um, yeah. and, and learning to see maybe in new ways. And so, that can be alarming and that can, you know, be painful in and of itself. Um, but slowly growing our capacity, if you will, to, to be able to see that and then lean into it. Um, no, that's really good. And I think, you know, I think as, as hard and as COVID has been and as many things as it's taken from us, I think one of the the gifts has been to remove the scales from our eyes to some de- um, yeah. around a lot of the things that you um, and and I pray and hope that we won't try to slap them back on again. Um, right. That's that's yeah. the heart. That's the I think that's the tension that we all feel to some degree right now for sure. Um, so what if there was one thing you wanted people to know about fresh expressions? What what. I spent a lot of time thinking about this because <laughs> I was like, oh, the one thing. Ooh, the challenge. one thing. Um, again, I think Fresh Expressions helps us probably relearn this, what I'm about to say, for the greater church in general. But re- like when you think about what it, what's happening, what you're doing, right? All the, the, the things that we're talking about, like listening and observing and, mm-hmm. um, and learning and all these things is is – paying attention to the reality, but then also paying attention to the Holy spirit. And those two Mm -hmm. things, I'm using my hands again, converging, (laughs) um, because that's heaven on earth, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God is saying like, you know, I'm in tune both with my context and the reality of my context 
what makes them thrive, what, what makes them suffer. Um, and then I'm also in tune with what the spirit is, is doing and saying and leading. And then I get to be a part of, you know, ushering that in. Right. And so, uh, and then of course, bringing other people to be a part of that too. That's, that's how we get that community and that kingdom, right. Language. Um, but I, I think, you know, cultivating common ground, if I had to say one thing, it would be the amazing thing we're doing. Like if you just step back and think about you are creating heaven on earth, you know, Mm. with, with God, like that's what you're doing. You're paying attention and, and, and sort of that both and your split brain, but then that's maybe how you start out, but then those things will begin to converge and you have the kingdom of God, I think. It's uh, like the, the common ground is a thin space, right? Yeah, um, it becomes the th- It becomes the thin space or that luminal right. space. So earlier or late last year, I guess, I was I was preaching through, I did a three-week uh, three, three series on um, Luke 15 mm-hmm. and, um, and the prodigal, right? Um, and the, the, the parable of the lost things that, that Jesus tells, and he's telling it to um the the pharisees that are i mean we have to we have to read those first two verses there because he he tells those stories because the pharisees are giving him a hard time about the people spending time with which uh-huh. you know for for lack of a better term would be called lost um uh, yeah. people that are far from god or people that are wandered from god and so i'm i'm preaching through this um uh that chapter in scripture and 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 this is the first time it hit me Tyler so you know call me dull or whatever but you know we 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 pray constantly about um we pray constantly in the lord's prayer you know at, on earth as it is in heaven mm-hmm. but there's this these verses in there and forgive me i don't recall the verse uh, address sure. at the moment but it's in Shame Luke 15 you. y'all check it out <laughs> uh, i would i would lose all the 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 sword drills but um, yeah. it's in Luke 15 where um, it, where the scripture says that all of heaven rejoices mm-hmm. when one sinner is returned or, or the lost yeah. person is returned. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is um, in heaven as on earth. Like, mm-hmm. where else do you read that in scripture? And it yeah. was just so convicting to me that we need to be so much more. And, and Jesus certainly was about the mm-hmm. least the last and the lost. And when statistics tell us that 20% of our existing community will walk into our churches on Sunday morning as they exist, Mm -hmm. but the other 80% will not, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. You know? So anyway, I I appreciate your, your, uh, this whole uh, vision of cultivating these thin spaces or these places of convergence where heaven and earth meet. And perhaps the easiest word, uh, you know, is incarnational. Yeah. We're living and breathing, hopefully God's presence, yes. you know, and yeah. it's being, it's being built among us. So, That's so yeah. good. Okay. So before we sign off, what are you yeah. reading or listening to right now that um, you think other people might be interested in? Um, yeah. So I, 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 if you want me just to like lay out, yeah, <laughs> I read, yeah. I'm reading lots of stuff. So maybe people would be interested. So you're like but, me with like six books open to yes. various chapters. Okay. Yes. And this may, be, this may make me sound much more well-read than I am, actually am, but I do have several books open. So just for variety's sake, um, I am reading the, still reading the Contextual Intelligence mm-hmm. by Leonard Sweet and Michael Beck. I'm also reading this book on prophetic lament, uh, a call for justice in troubled times. And so um, 
I'm reading it because I, again, I'm interested in, you know, if we're really called to lean into the mess and into the brokenness and into the suffering of people, we need to learn uh, how people lament individually, but also communally. Um, and we just need to deal with grief. Um, I could go, that's probably another episode on a podcast. Who's the author but, of that one? Um, uh, Soon Chan Ra. Okay. I believe he's Korean. Okay. Um, uh, I'm also reading Building a Healthy Multi-Ethnic Church by Mark Demaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I said his name right. Uh, I am reading other articles about grief and yeah. ambiguous loss. That's a huge thing, especially with COVID-19 and, and people yeah. realizing like grief doesn't always have to just be about death. Yeah. Um, it can be about so much more. Um, so that's kind of like more like pastoral learning. Like mm-hmm. as we emerge and come out of this, you know, there's going to be some pastoral work that needs to be done. Oh, yeah. um, other random stuff I'm reading. Everybody has a podcast except you <laughs> by the McRoy brothers. Um, <laughs> they're great. one of my uh, favorite podcasting families. Um, they're three brothers and they have a uh, podcast and they, they now do podcasts with their significant others and, and things like that. Oh, so fun. that's fun. Um, so they, they wrote a book about podcasting. So I was picking that up. Um, I'm reading another book called we are the weather. Saving the planet begins at breakfast. So my brother, uh, for his birthday, wanted us to all read a book and like talk about it. So uh, I'm reading about that and really listening. I keep it light. (laughs) Uh, I listen to, you know, funny stuff, stuff that will make me laugh. Funny stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff that will make you laugh. Okay. Well, I, man, I appreciate this conversation so much and, and you've definitely um, got me thinking about maybe even doing a series on um, trauma and lament and healing. We're about to come up to our one year anniversary on this podcast, which is really hard for me to believe. I know really, really hard for me to believe, but um, I think that's something I might decide to to pick up on the other side of this one year. Um, And I know our friend J.R. Briggs, um, who did a lot of the training on the Resilient Church Academies for, right. for House Church Network. He has a book that's about to be released on oh, really? trauma. Yes. And he's go. doing a um he's doing a resilient another resilient church account. I think he's doing a master class that will talk a lot about that book. So awesome. I'd be very interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um Thank you so much, Tyler. I appreciate yeah, your leadership. You. I appreciate your um I, I appreciate you being a teammate and um kind of being on this journey with me. Sure. Um it, it's it's nice to be able to um not only be uh be able to throw gasoline on other people's fires, but to <laughs> have them throw gasoline back on yours too. Yeah, so amen. Yeah. thank you. <laughs> Well, thanks for being a part of the podcast and we will look forward to having you again another time. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Mm